That's quite the introduction there, John. Thank you. Well, it is wonderful to see you at church today. You made a great decision to come um, despite the rain and the winter and whatnot as well. So you're welcome to go grab your seats as well. So I'm going to be honest, when Pastor Bruce asked me to, <laughs> if I was all right to uh, preach or to be on the preaching roster, um, I... I was going to say, nervously said yes. <laughs> um, and so I take it as quite a great privilege um, to be up here. So I wanted to thank Pastor Bruce and Julie um, for letting me be up here and letting me be on that roster to come and bring a word for, um, around um, Ecclesiastes today. Um, one handful of rest, which I'm going to be honest, is something that I very much struggle with sometimes. <laughs> um, so I was quite convicted with uh, um, my message this morning. So hopefully if it doesn't challenge anybody, it's challenged me. So <laughs> that is all good. Um, so life. Life and seasons in life can often be very, very busy and very unpredictable. Um, and sometimes we can find ourselves uh, stressed, <laughs> stressed about work, stressed about family, uh, anxious about the future and what that holds, uh, worn out physically, worn out emotionally, um, worn out mentally sometimes because life is hard and things don't go to plan as well. So um, I figure that we can all probably reflect on multiple times in our lives where we found ourselves in those situations, whether it was a big moment, like a really significant moment, or um, just those little moments that have kind of built up into one um, one thing. I think for me, um, as, uh, as I was reflecting on this, um, a little known fact about me, I am a dance teacher, so I love to dance, and I've been dancing probably longer than I've been at church. So probably since I was five. So I'm about 27. So that's, oh, maybe, well, 22 years kind of in that as well. So um, dance is very much my life. Um, and about four years ago, I um, did quite something quite spectacular in a dance class. I very much injured myself. Um, I was sporting quite the knee brace and the moon boot at the time as well. I ended up dislocating my knee and breaking my ankle at the same time. Um, something that was not, I know, it's quite impressive. Ironically enough, two years before that, I dislocated my shoulder at dance and I stopped playing netball because, you know, <laughs> I thought dance and netball probably not a good thing. Ironically, I have hurt myself more at dance than I have at any other sport I've played. <laughs> it's quite ironic there. But um, I'm going to be honest, at that point in time, I was very much disappointed that that had happened. Very much disappointed um, that I couldn't do the thing that I love to do. Um, couldn't do the thing that I spend most of my weeknights doing as well. Um, and not only that as well, the security um, of that being my job as well, my, uh, you know, um, finance and whatnot and, and um, not being able to do my job I was a little bit thrown in the uh, washing machine a little bit so how can we approach life with wisdom and a healthy mindset and in the process also find rest so that is my question for you guys today <laughs> and that's something that I'm going to uh, um, unpack this afternoon so this week, if you're following along in our Bible reading plan, we have been in Ecclesiastes. Um, we've been in Proverbs, had uh, spent quite a long time in Proverbs. Ecclesiastes, it was kind of a short, sharp um, journey. I think we were only there for a couple of days, and now we're in Song of Songs. Um, but Ecclesiastes does give us a little bit of a picture, a bit of a philosophical perspective on situations like that, situations that we all face in life and challenges that we face um, day to day. 
and while also pointing us back to God's wisdom and whatnot as well. Um, And interestingly enough, uh, when I was preparing for this message, I was also reading Proverbs at the same time there. So I was kind of skipping forwards to Ecclesiastes, but also still in Proverbs. Um, And it's interestingly enough, it's a bit of a contrast between those two books, Proverbs being something that's quite practical and quite this is that. So like the being wise, you could do this, being the fool, you could do that. Whereas Ecclesiastes... um, quite abruptly at the very, very start, just kind of says, everything is futile, everything is meaningless, which is a very interesting start to a book. I'm going to be honest, I'm someone that is uh, a positive person. So when I read that, I was a little bit challenged by that going, oh, okay, cool, excellent, we are there. But nonetheless, there are some, uh, 100% there are some gems in this book, um, because it is the Word of God. So I have a question for you. What motivates you? And what do we spend our, tri- our time trying to chase? Is it our job? Is it our work? What we do? Is it money? Is it wealth? Is it status? Is it success in life? Is it opinions of other people? Expectations of other people? Or is it even our own expectations of ourselves as well? We can work st- so tirelessly to try and claim those things, to try and grab those things, and we can become so focused on ourselves Um, and try to kind of seek our own personal glory and satisfaction. But where does that ultimately leave us in the end? It probably leaves us a bit tired, a bit worn out, um, and certainly not at rest at all. So in Ecclesiastes, like I said at the start, it starts off a little bit abrupt. It's kind of like that slap in your face or that friend that kind of sits you down and be like, you need to make sure that you need to sit down, stop, and take a look at yourself. So (laughs) um, we're going to stop and take a look at ourselves, take a look at Ecclesiastes. Um, In the first chapter of Ecclesiastes, in chapter um, 1, verses 14, it says something about everything is futile, a pursuit of the wind. The wind being something that is kind of that unattainable thing, that unsurmountable thing that we try to chase. But, you know, weirdly enough, we can't actually grab it. We can't grab hold of the wind. It's not something physical that we can uh, grab onto and touch. Um, so why are we busting our butts trying to catch it or chase it? Um, so what should we do? Now, we're going to delve into chapter 5 of Ecclesiastes. So I'm hoping that this is up on the screen. I feel kind of a bit fun having the uh, Bible verses on the screen. So we are going to chapter 5, verses 18 to 19. It says, This is what I have observed to be good, that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them, for, their, uh, for this is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them and to accept their lot and to be happy in their toil, this is a gift from God. Wow, okay, quite a few things to unpack there. So instead of us uh, been focusing on our worldly achievements, so our success, our job, our money, or what you know, what society thinks of us. Um, the teacher or Kohelet, which is um, sometimes in the different versions it says that too, is telling us to enjoy. <laughs> which I've got to be honest. Sometimes when things are going easy, it's so it's so easy to enjoy life. It's so easy to enjoy things and to stop and enjoy them. But it is much harder to do that when things do not go to plan and when life is hard. It's harder to see. My mum kind of, (laughs) this is something that she says to us, is to find those green shoots. So find those little seeds of goodness and and happiness of 
regardless of what the circumstance is. So it's sometimes hard to find those green shoots when you're looking at a desert that just looks really dark and dry. That is for sure. But God has said for us to enjoy. He has given us all that we could ever want, hope or imagine in our lives. He's given us you know, the roof over our head. He's given us this church, this family that we have. He's given us uh, food. He's given us friends to be around too. So he is saying for us to drink, to eat, drink. I don't don't know about you, but that just is permission enough to enjoy a very good meal, (laughs) to uh, eat and enjoy, to drink and enjoy, to find satisfaction in your toil uh, during the days that we are on this earth because we know that we cannot take these up to heaven with us. So if we can't take it with us, we might as well enjoy it. And again, that little last bit that comes up from that verse, that this is a gift from God. So if we spend our time stressing about life or why things aren't going better, we're going to miss out on those little gifts. If we are not present in those moments, we are going, they're going to pass us by very, very quickly. So we, can't, we need to make sure that we are present and we are there and we are looking for those moments as well. It's kind of like that image of a horse where they've got those blinders on, where they're focused on one, things, one thing, but they're very much unaware of other things that are happening around them as well. So do you have your blinders on <laughs> in life? Do you have, um, are you focused on one, on one particular thing in life or are you enjoying what God has given you? So, Interestingly enough, um, I looked at a bit of a definition um, of rest as well. And actually, one of the things that God gives us to enjoy is rest, is to find um, in finding that rest as well. Um, and interestingly enough, scientifically, the meaning of rest, um, and those scientists in the room, please let me know if I have this wrong. <laughs> um, an object is said to be at rest if it does not change its position with respect to its surroundings with time which is very, very interesting. So we need to be content and we need to trust God regardless of what is happening in our surroundings and regardless of the time we are in as well. So we need to find contentment by trusting in God and in his timing, regardless of what's going on around us. And by doing so, we can find rest in God, which is really good um, and which is something that we need as well. We certainly can't keep um, pushing ourselves or can't keep um, striving for that thing without a little bit of rest. Um, and that, again, that's certainly something that I am learning <laughs> along the way in that as well. So Hebrews 4, jumping a few different books into the Bible. Hebrews 4, chapter, t- um, chapter sorry, Hebrews 4, verses 10 to 11 says, For anyone who enters God's rest will also rest from their works just as God did from his speaking back into Genesis. Let us therefore make every effort to enter rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Isn't that interesting? Make every effort to enter God's rest. So we need to do that. And you know what? That's going to require some effort, some work on our behalf. It's probably not going to be easy sometimes. It might be a little bit of effort, It might be a large bit of effort. It might be today. It might be tomorrow. It might be next week, next month, next year. But we need to make every effort to enter into God's rest and to trust in him as well. So what does that look like? That's what I hear you say. Well, let me tell you. (laughs) Let me tell you. So we're going to go into Ecclesiastes 
uh, 4. Now, I think I gave you guys the NIV version, which I will read from, but um, I brought my actual physical Bible. Did anyone bring their physical Bible to church this morning? Carol, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. Well done. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. My Bible is quite big and sometimes I don't bring it to church. I very much rely on my phone as well. But I figured while I'm up on stage, I probably should bring my Bible and read from my Bible. Oh, look at that. Pastor John has his Bible. Excellent. And Martin, fabulous. (laughs) All right. Um, So in Ecclesiastes 4, it kind of gives us three different... (laughs) I've totally missed that. I don't know. Can't read it. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's why you've got the little Bible app that reads it for you. <laughs> um, so what does that look like for us? So in chapter four of Ecclesiastes, it gives us three different ways um, to approach life and our work in life and to find rest. So if you do have your Bibles or if you have your Bible on your phone, let's open up to chapter four of Ecclesiastes. Um, in verse, Starting from verse four, it says, and I saw that all toil All achievements spring from one person's envy of another. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Fools fold their hands and ruin themselves. Better one handful of tranquility, which in the uh, uh, CSB version, it says uh, better one handful with rest than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. So, If you're a visual person, this is for you. This is me. Um, We have got three hands, and I haven't actually done this with the microphone, so I apologize for the sound team that may hear some muffles along the way. So the very first one we have is the fools fold their hands. So kind of like this. So if you imagine someone kind of taking a nap, folding their hands, reclining a little bit, someone that's checked out, someone that's stopped trying, someone that's withdrawn, Um, shrunk or shriveled up, trying to escape the day-to-day life, Um, the whole attitude of if I don't try, I can't fail, Um, which it says in Ecclesiastes, the fool does that. So that, again, that obviously doesn't get us anywhere. Second one is the two fistful of toil. And I'm going to do this, maybe with dropping the microphone. actually with the microphone. Two fistful. Kind of, I know <laughs> I could do that, right? Um, two fistful. Basically, our tight fists trying to grab onto the wind, trying to have total control of the situation. Kind of like white knuckle fever, where you are trying to hold on to something so, so, so tight because you want to have control over it. Um, the fact that then you become stressed, anxious, um, and know that there's so many other things in life that we, can't, we cannot control. So why do we try and control it ourselves? So I'm not sure what you guys most relate to, whether that is the escape, the folding of your hands when you know, life happens, or do you have the white knuckle fever, the two fistful um, of toil, trying to hold on and control life? Uh, if anybody knows me very well... <laughs> I'm going to be the first to admit I am the second one. I have white knuckle fever most of the time. I like to control uh, things around me. I like to have control um, and sometimes find it very, very hard to let go in that as well. And I think um, upon reflection over the last couple of years, I'm not looking at my sister right now because she 100% knows me all too well um, and knows that that's very true. Um, In reflecting on this as well, I think um, the biggest part of me trying to stretching 
um, and challenging me in that um, has been actually over the last three years of COVID. Um, as we all know that things happened very, very quickly at the start and things were very much out of our control. Um, and I found myself I found myself being kind of like that duck in water where on the outside I was like, yeah, it's all good, it's fine. But underneath the water, my legs were pedaling so fast, um, trying to control, trying to control the things around me and whatnot too, that I found in my downtime, um, or if I was having a conversation with somebody, I was highly anxious. I was really stressed. I um, found myself focusing on all the negative things um, and all the what-ifs and kind of spiralling down into that um, and that path um, that I definitely was not at rest and I definitely was not at um, trusting in God or, or content with any if whatever situation I was in. So, and again, I don't know whether you guys can relate to either one of those, but then there is that third hand that um, Ecclesiastes 4 tells us. It says in verse 6, the better one handful of rest. So um, interestingly enough, the Hebrew word for handful is calf, and hopefully I've said that correctly as well, which refers to your open palm. So if we kind of get that image of that one handful of rest is that one hand up and open to the sky, which interestingly enough is a very similar stance to what we have when we are in worship. When we are front-footed, when we are totally um, in awe of God and worshipping Him, we have that one hand up and um, up to the sky and up to Him as well. So Interestingly enough, that contrasts the first two images, those first two arms, the folded and the two fistful. Okay, so what does that mean to have uh, one handful of rest? It means that we have one handful kind of in the game, still working, but it's open. Open in the fact that we are actively trusting God in everything that we do, knowing that we don't have control over the situation and that's okay. And sometimes that's a hard thing for us to say to ourselves too, that, you know, it's okay that we don't have control, but God does, um, and that we are raising and lifting that hand regardless of that situation. So you can give your best to everything that you do, but you also can spare the heartbreak when things don't go to plan as well. So how do we maintain our one handful of rest um, it's all well and good in the moment to have that um, and to have that attitude, but we want to be able to maintain this um, into our future so that regardless of what happens, um, we can approach that situation with that one handful of rest. So number one would be to trust God. We need to keep our hope and trust in God's wisdom as we go about our lives to keep His keep this perspective nice and close to us and kind of the centre of what all that we do. Um, and to enjoy life, like as it said at the start, to enjoy, God has given us all these things in life, we need to enjoy them, and to fear God and to keep His commandments as well. So it's a balance of both rest and trust. You can't have rest and trust one without the other. You can't be at rest and not trust in God, and you can't trust God and not be at rest. <laughs> so they kind of go hand in hand together. Um, in Psalm 62, uh, verses 5 to 8, it says, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock, my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honour depend on God. He is, he is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart to Him. 
for God is our refuge. So we need to trust in God at all times, whether we are at work, all right, or whether we are at rest, okay, in both. And secondly, of how we maintain that, interestingly enough, I don't know whether you have read further into this too, but um, past verse 6 of chapter 4 in Ecclesiastes, um, it kind of talks about how important and um, how important relationships and fellowship are as well, and that that is an important part of us helping to maintain our rest. So in Ecclesiastes 4, we jump down to verse 8. It says, there was a man all alone. He had, nev- he had neither brother, sorry, nor, sorry, he had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling? He asked. And why am I def- uh, depriving myself of enjoyment? This is meaningless, a miserable business. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either, them, either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. And how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So it kind of highlights the the importance of friendship. So prioritizing our work, our job, our wealth, our success over our friendships and our relationships um, is futile. It's meaningless, a a pursuit of the wind, um, as it says in Ecclesiastes. Without a friend, our accomplishments are vain. All right. These verses, again, show a great value of human relationships that living and working together um, can give a great advantage and that can actually add to our lives. It talked about, you know, it can add productivity that uh, two together have a good reward for their labor uh, that can add help when we need help. Um, Because everyone knows that, you know, sometimes when we're feeling a bit sad or sorry for ourselves, sometimes we just want to hug. Sometimes we would just want someone to be there to listen to us, to either help us, point us in the right direction or to encourage us as well. Um, So if, well, you know, one falls, the other can lift them up. Uh, It adds comfort in life as well. They will keep warm. It adds safety and security. Two can withstand. So we are meant to do life together and to sharpen each other, to disciple each other, to encourage each other um, and to live alongside one another. And I think that is also so perfectly shown in our core values of, church, uh, of our church as well. The love God, love people, serve God, serve people. That um, those fellowships and relationships are such an integral part of church and why we do what we do too. And there's so many opportunities that we have during the week, whether that is coming to connect um, and being around like-minded people, whether that's coming to prayer meeting and praying together and praying through something together, whether that's coming to the church picnic and running around with screaming kids and just having so much uh, fun, enjoy uh, a good meal together and whatnot too. We are meant to do life together. So if you don't have a friend, Find a friend. There's, if you Literally, if you look around the room, there is friends around you um, and people that would love to be your friend as well. Um, and interestingly enough, in that last little bit of that verse, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken, meaning that friendships and relationships that are intertwined with God being that third strand, it's not quickly or easily broken. Things can withstand when God is the center of our, um, our worlds, our lives and our friendships as well. 
which is awesome. So again, to make God the centre of all that we do. So whether life does become unpredictable, whether things don't go the way um, that we hope or imagine they are, we are not shaken, we are not, st- um, we are not moved by it, we are at rest. We have that one handful of rest. So <laughs> in conclusion, and it's kind of crazy how time goes very, very fast when you're up here. <laughs> so hopefully I haven't spoken too quickly. Um, but in conclusion, life is there to be enjoyed. God has given us so many things in life um, that we can enjoy and are meant to enjoy. Um, and we've got to make sure that we see them in those moments, regardless of what they are. To find contentment by trusting in him and in his timing as well, which can sometimes be a really hard thing. Um, but it's not impossible, regardless of what is going on around us. And by doing so, we can find rest in him. And then secondly, uh, that approach to life, those three different hands. So whether we have our folded hands or our two fistful, which can prove, again, tiresome, and in the long term can be futile, like chasing the wind. Or we can choose to have uh, one handful of rest, our open-handed trust and rest in God, regardless of what life has, uh, what happens in life as well. So we want to be able to have that healthy and balanced mindset to conquer each and every single day, um, each and every single uh, situation, and to be able to enjoy everything that God has given us. The big things, the little things, uh, the good times, the bad times, anything. So uh, as we draw a close, I'll invite the musicians back up on stage as well. Um, I invite you guys to reflect on a recent event or time um, when you were not at rest or you found it really hard to rest in that situation, whether that was a personal uh, personal moment, whether that was work-related, maybe that was even a past season that has happened, or you might be in one right now as well. Perhaps you've approached it with your folded hands, your folded arms, or have you approached it with your two fists full trying to control the situation? But I'm going to encourage you today to consider this third option, that one ha- that having that one handful of rest as a different way moving forwards Um, through something like that. So again, whether that's something that you're going through right now or whether that's something that has happened in the past, could you consider having that one handful of rest? Thank you, Lord God. Lord God, I just pray over everyone here today, Lord God, I thank you that you have given us so many things in life to enjoy. Lord, so many things um, that we can be thankful for as well. Lord God, I thank you that rest is is one of them, Lord God, that no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, Lord God, we can find our complete and total rest in you, Lord. Lord, whether we find ourselves at uh, uneased or not at rest at the current moment moment in time, Lord God, Lord, I just declare um, your overwhelming sense of peace and comfort over each and every single one of us, Lord God, as we let go of those things, we let go of control, we lift our hand and open our hand to you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus, for your word and that you never leave or forsake us, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I hope this has been an encouraging word for you, a challenging word maybe perhaps, or um, or whether it's something that you have heard before and you needed to hear again. I hope that it has blessed you and it has been such an honour and a privilege um, to be up here as well. So thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor John.